Welcome to Beyond the Shoots is presented by Parasite Systems. I'm your host, Doug Simcox, and I hope that you're staying warm as we head into this winter weather. Today, we have a very special guest for, from our presenting sponsor, Parasite Systems. He is here today to help educate me on his testing product and about the parasites that our horses and our cattle are carrying. Please welcome to BTC, Mr. Eric Hawk. Glad to be part of the show. Excited about uh, talking about parasites, always what people love to be able to talk to on a cold, uh, wintry day. Absolutely, absolutely. And for our listeners, just a little bit of background. Uh, we've known each other for about six years. Um, we met through racing, and i got to tell our folks, you are into Ford Mustangs. Tell us about your GT350. I have a GT350. It's a 2017, uh, and I've been uh, time uh, attack uh, running that car for a number of years. 2019 did very, very well uh, at the uh, national level, and uh, I've had some interesting ups and downs with it, blown some motors with it, uh, as most racers end up doing, and learned how to rebuild and, and putting it back together again. Uh, but uh, it's a, a hell of a fun car to be able to drive, and uh, i got to be honest with you, it's, it's very, very popular at car shows as well. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful car. And for our listeners, uh, the kind of racing that Eric does is road course racing, asphalt, two-and-a-half-mile tracks, places like oh. uh, Mid-Ohio, uh, down Bowling Green, uh, the Corvette Museum racetrack down there, Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham. He travels all over the country, and he is built a beautiful black what is it a 2015 so 2015 gt yeah. it does have the original coyote engine in it but uh it has a super praxton supercharger on it now uh it's about a little over 760 the real wheels uh now uh dynode and uh we've got the car uh fully caged uh and certified there got the full fire suppression it's definitely a monster out there uh and right now i'm just doing the finishing touches up on it on the arrow uh now got to get the car to stick with all that power and really looking out uh, look forward to being able to spend some time this uh this year uh getting to know the car better and uh hitting the tracks uh this summer along with you yes yes and you know there's such a great uh analogy this race car driving i mean you're constantly tuning you're constantly working to improve you're looking for problems you're looking for anything that may slow things down and quite honestly that's what you do in your business, Eric, with uh, Parasite Systems. So talk a little bit about uh, talk a little bit about starting that company. And before you do that, maybe talk a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up? Born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, in a small ranch out there. Uh, we ran several he uh, hundred head of cattle on BLM land, and. Uh, uh, some horses, pigs, and things like that, really just to be able to sustain the family out there. Uh, uh, rodeoed uh, on a very minor level, uh, uh, coming up myself, uh, I think every kid out there in, in Tucson did that in one way, or shape, or form, uh, but primarily uh, uh, I ended up going more the athletic, high school athletic route, played some football, ran some track uh, throughout my college career. Uh, but uh, really uh, enjoyed actually the rural lifestyle out there. Uh, but uh, uh, there was not, when I was growing up, there's not a lot of money into uh, 
raising cattle and 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 doing that especially for small operations uh in arizona mm-hmm. uh and uh you know you got uh, blm you're you're running cattle in a large area to be able to keep them fed we primarily moved them through water uh parasites were not a huge issue i'll tell you why out there uh, the environment out there is very hot and dry that uh, kills parasites pretty well uh except for flight uh, born type things but uh uh, it was a hard life out there, hard to be able to make money. So I ended up becoming a biochemist, uh, graduated from the University of Arizona in 86, and uh, uh, then uh, started uh, uh, working, uh, even though I had a biochemistry degree, sp- uh, spent some time building water parks, believe it or not. I was building water parks when I was uh, through college as well. I uh, did that as a career for a while and uh, then got out of that and then started uh, back with my degree doing medical devices uh, with uh, biochemistry, uh, making chemically made medical devices in the uh, in the body with uh, uh, stabilizing collagenous t- uh, tissue like tendons and ligaments and things like that. And then uh, uh, got into parasites and really kind of fell into that. What do you mean fell into it? I've been, you know, I don't think you've ever told me the story how you found your way to this particular class of, uh, of uh, product. Yeah, well, my dad always told me when I was younger that uh, when I was complaining about muck and stalls and stuff like that, he told me to get a college education and I wouldn't have to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, he passed away before I started this company, so he's probably laughing from his grave now. But yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, but the, the real thing is, is that uh, what had happened was, is uh, I uh, 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 was the, uh, the re- uh, entrepreneur of residence at the University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that program, met many professors that were looking to commercialize ideas. And I was lucky enough to be able to run across uh, uh, Dr. Martin Nielsen, uh, who was, uh, he's a, a parasitologist. Uh, considered one of the best in the world uh, in the world uh, for equine, and uh, he had an idea about commercializing the ELISA test, which is a bloodborne test uh, for parasites. And he wanted me to come out and, and and look at his business plan. Long story short, I looked at the business plan, said, "Yep, uh, the chemistry works, but the business plan doesn't really work." And it really didn't work because of what he told me. Uh, what he said was, and was, you know, uh, kind of went back to when I, uh, when, you know, I grew up uh, and was uh, running uh, 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 stock myself, is that, uh, that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's got to be an easy test to be run. We'd like to be able to have it stall side if possible. Uh, we'd like to be able to uh, uh, have uh, a, a result that's independent of, of, uh, of a technician and it doesn't need to be so hard the current testing that was being done was very laborious uh had it took about 20 to 25 minutes of a very highly trained uh skilled person and frankly everybody working with poop that's not really something you love to be able to do you're counting eggs in fecal matter and typing them and there was just a lot of errors a lot of variations with different people doing it uh they weren't well trained and uh, it was causing a huge problem in uh, the uh, treatment, uh, the effective treatment in animals, in uh, uh, horses, uh, uh, cattle, and the like. And uh, uh, because of that, we needed to develop a real quick test. Uh, 
Um, so I and another uh, doctor, Dr. Uh, Paul Soserowitz, got together. I had a few crazy ideas about staining things. Uh, Paul uh, took my idea about staining it, took it to the next level and said, how about we just go ahead and take a picture of it and uh, then we can count the eggs and we can be able to quickly in a, a test that uh, takes no long, it's a push button test, takes no longer than about uh, uh, five minutes. Uh, we're able to get a result for the customer or the vet uh, very, very quickly and be able to let them know if they should treat or not. Okay. So let me back up here just a little bit. You talked about typing uh, and you talked about the typical testing, which was somebody putting a sample of the poo. Is that the proper word? Am I to use that? that word <laughs> yeah we have fecal matter but okay. and the scientists say people matter but all this real people just call it uh crap or poo is okay. usually what we say okay. so those are the two words there's okay. another one but i won't say it here <laughs> okay and, and you you take a you and you put a smear onto um onto a um um uh, no plate no, actually under a microscope the, the no, the micro uh, the test is actually quite different. Um, uh, what you'll be able to do is you take a uh, a gram or uh, uh, a gram sample of it, and uh, what you do is you actually put it into a sugar salt solution that's very dense, and uh, you mix that up in there, and uh, uh, then you let the the sugar salt solution sit there for a period of time. You can either put it in a centrifuge or be able to let it sit there, and because the eggs then have less density they rise to the top of this what they affectionately call sugar poo uh solution <laughs> yeah and then what happens is you have you take uh, you take uh, some of that off and you uh, you put it in a in a slide a special slide that has grids on it and a well on it and you slide it under a microscope and you sit there with a number of clickers mm -hmm. and you uh, scan that microscope by hand. Usually takes a, a, a parasitologist that really knows what they're doing, if they're doing it properly, uh, could take, uh, if there's not a lot of eggs in there, little as five minutes, if there's a lot of eggs, as many as uh, 20, as much as 20 minutes uh, to be able to read that slide. And what they do is by looking at the different egg uh, sizes and shapes and uh, uh, nuances to it, they can be able to tell what kind of egg it is, and they mm -hmm. count, count them on the different clickers, mm -hmm. and then they give you the number of eggs per gram. Okay. That's important because it sets infection level, uh, levels. In pasture animals, uh, levels uh, are important because all pasture animals normally have some parasitic load. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many papers out there that actually think the immune system that helps to keep the immune system robust in animals that are healthy. Um, and uh, so just because you have parasites in your animals does not necessarily mean they're unhealthy at all. Uh, but what uh, but what happens is is that uh, usually if the parasitic load is over 200 eggs per gram, that's usually the the norm. What uh, they like to be able to to treat the parasites at that point because that usually means that the animal itself is being exposed to a lot of parasites, uh, you know, uh, in the pasture or in their food, and they have a, a, a high parasitic load, which uh, which can cause uh, their immune system to be uh, become very taxed and can lead to other health problems. It can lead to colic in horses. 
Uh, there's so there's uh, those kinds of things. So usually, if it gets over 200 eggs per gram, what they like to be able to do is they uh, uh, most vets will actually treat at that point to be able to knock them back to a healthy level uh, under 200 eggs per gram. Okay, okay. And and when we go back to the testing, right? You said accuracy. So you're going to teach me how to read what eggs, what kind, what I'm looking at to identify what type of egg, of egg I'm looking at as I count. Yes, and okay. to be honest with you, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, the eggs can look at like everything from air bubbles to pollen grains to spores and all that kind of stuff. And okay. it's very, very, very common for for a person uh, to be able to mistake or interchange all those kinds of things that can vastly uh, uh, differentiate the result. Uh, and what's neat about our system is that actually AI, uh, we call it fecal side AI, is able to be able to do that uh, of accuracy over 99% accurate. Okay. So we are actually we actually do it better than parasitologists and 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 humans do uh, uh, the uh, uh, when when we actually analyze the picture. So and we do it much faster. It takes us about 30 seconds to analyze the whole sample, really? uh, where it would take a human about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And and do were, do most vets are they set up to have somebody do your test on site with the microscope? Or do they send it out? What do they typically do? Okay, again, we don't use a microscope, but the, the no. manual test does. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yes, yeah. When, no, what usually happens is the vet doesn't do it on site. Okay. Uh, what they'll do is they actually take it back to the lab, and then uh, they'll run it in a lab, because nobody really wants to be able to pull a microscope around in their truck or do any ah. of those kinds of things. And uh, uh, then they'll, they'll get those results, and then they usually... Uh, call back to the animal owner and be able to let them what the, know what they should be able to do to be able to go down and uh, treat uh, uh, that, uh, uh, things. That's state of the art now. They uh, if a vet is involved. Okay. Unfortunately, when I was younger, which was very much the case, uh, and why resistance is an issue, I'll explain that a little bit. Is that uh, 15, 20 years ago, uh, even vets were telling you, uh, don't worry about actually testing. Just go ahead and uh, do something called rotational dewormers. And many of us grew up that way. That's how I grew up. What you did is you went down to the store, usually grabbed what was the cheapest uh, tube of uh, antiomedic or dewormer, same thing, uh, dewormer, and you'd go back and you'd stick the tube in your animal, you'd treat them, and then maybe uh, in fall, you treat them again, uh, but you at least try to treat them at least once a year to be able to make sure there's uh, no parasites with that. Well, uh, what has happened because everybody did that is much like uh, we're all kind of familiar with antibiotic resistance. What has now happened is these antihelmetics have been overused and not uh, used when needed and even used when not needed. And what we're now doing is we're now getting resistance uh, from the uh, parasites themselves, from the worms themselves. And uh, there's really essentially four types of, of dewormers, four classes, drug types of dewormers. Not going to bore you with the different names, but, but two of those uh, were pre-2007. And the resistance rate for those two are, uh, in equine horses is, a, is above 80% now. 80% uh, resistance. Other, yeah, resistance. That means only 20% of the, of the parasites get knocked out 
That means uh, uh, very, very little, uh, uh, very, very little. It's not efficacious. It's not, it's not effective, really, at, uh, at all in a lot of instances. And it is regional, but uh, throughout most of the U.S., that's the case. The other two are starting to be uh, get between uh, 30 and 50 percent resistance. And uh, what, uh, why the industry is now changing, and vets are now, uh, large animal vets are now uh, really paying attention to testing is because we don't have any other drugs besides these four drugs that have shown the ability to be able to uh, beat back these parasites. And uh, uh, we don't want to become like other parts of the world that uh, really did, uh, uh, overdid uh, 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 treating. And I'll give you uh, an example of that. In Australia today, uh, Australia, their goat and sheep, uh, they have such a resistance issue, they have to do drenches where they actually pick out many different, uh, out of the four classes, they'll take three or four out of the four classes, and they have resistance rates that are above 90%. Holy cow. Uh, and there are areas where they call kill zones, where they have to go in there and they actually have to eliminate all of the animals, let the, uh, the land sit there for three years or so being unused uh, because they can't raise animals on it because the parasites that are coming back on the animals are so harmful. And uh, uh, being able to do that. So we don't want to get that. We don't have that here in the States. Uh, but that's uh, really why uh, things are changing here is we want to test and treat only when we do, uh, do that so that we don't get phenotypes that are only resistant out there. Uh, we have more of a general uh, uh, population out there that actually will respond to treatment with the uh, dewormers. And uh, that's why that's why testing today uh, is really encouraged and not just rotationally deworm or, or to go down there and get the cheapest, you know, just uh, worm without testing. There are some other benefits uh, because you may say, be thinking, uh, you know, I do get this question about cost. Well, my gosh, you know, you know, the cost of doing that uh, to be able to test and treat, uh, you know, it's just cheaper if I just treat. And in the short term, I can't argue that. That that makes sense. That's my dad talking to me. I, I can actually hear that. It does make sense. In the long term, it doesn't work for you. And and, and I'll give you some great examples. If you have a barn and uh, you've been using the same antibiotics for a number of years, chances are you probably have some resistance out there. And uh, what's also unique, and most people don't realize, is that uh, infection, uh, reinfection with, with, uh, with parasites happen in a number of ways. Uh, so it mostly happens by in pastures or limited living spaces, barns, pastures, the jotin paddocks next to that, those kinds of things. Uh, obviously, the parasites get into the grass. Grass is eaten by the animal, the horse again, and then it reinfects uh, the horse again, and then they get reinfected. The issue is, is that uh, what most people don't know is that a lot of people believe that uh, real cold winters knock out the parasites. If you have a lot of snow, a lot of ice, it, it knocks back the parasite. What we have done in research is we have found out that's not the case. What actually knocks back uh, parasites in pastures naturally and in places is hot, dry weather. Uh, that's why I told you before, in, in, in Arizona, there's really not an intestinal parasite issue. They're very, very rare out there because it's always hot and dry. 
but you get other places. We're in Kentucky right now. Kentucky's uh, very, very good at having uh, moderate uh, winters. There's a little bit of a kill off in winter, but but not too hot. And when it does get hot, it's usually very moist. And that's where parasites thrive. Uh, they love that. So what you want to be able to do is, you know, one way is to be able to have a, a way that we're not putting parasites back into your pastures. Well, you want to treat then. And if you treat, you can knock them back. What we have found is that when you test a group of uh, animals, they, they usually fall into two groups. One is what we call, would call a high shedder. That means they have a high uh, 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 a high number of eggs in their fecal matter, uh, and they seem to just always be high. And then we have another population that would be low. Now, I want to dispel a big rumor here is that people think that high shedders uh, would necessarily be more sick or more prone to immune issues or colic than low shedders. That's actually not the case. It's more to do with just with genetics. Uh, but with that, the interesting thing is if you can knock out and, uh, and treat your high shedders, your reinfection rate into your pastures and uh, paddocks and barn areas uh, where they can be able to get reinfected drops tremendously. So what you really want to be able to do if you were starting out a program uh, with your horses, uh, especially, you know, horses that uh, are competitive, that uh, any kind of nutritional loss is a big deal. You want them healthy, you want them strong uh, uh, in a competitive environment. What you want to be able to do is you go and you test every horse and you will test them and then you'll treat them if they need to be treated, uh, 200 eggs gram or, or more, and then you'll test them again another 10 to 14 days after that. You should see about an 80 to 90% drop in parasitic load uh, after you treat if you have a, if you have a, a, a dewormer that worked. Um, if it didn't work, you need to try a different class of dewormer until it does work. But the neat thing is that is that out of that group, you'll find out there'll be some uh, some of them. They're usually about twenty percent of the population that will still be high. The neat thing is is that the next time you test, only test your high shedders. They are the ones that are putting infection back into your into your environment to reinfect all of your animals. And if you treat them and keep them low between uh, dry uh, uh, summertime and uh, treating properly and knocking out the reinfection rate. We have had several stellar cases of the thoroughbred farms out here in Kentucky uh, that ha have now almost do no treatment anymore of actually giving antihelmetics. They're able to treat everything naturally. And then uh, because they can go a year or two, if they do have a little bit of a flare up, they use very, very little uh, dosage of antihelmetics, beat it back. And it's actually overall much more economical, much better for their competitive, uh, the competitive thoroughbred industry, better for their horses. And they also don't have the colics and they also don't have the issues with their uh, yearlings, uh, weanlings as much uh, uh, with parasites because parasites in those animals when they're very young can be lethal and uh, that's that's the big difference with there so there's a reason why you want to test uh, uh, overall better for the horse pre uh, presents or, or animals uh, and I can get in the cattle as well 
the uh, better for the uh, 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 better economically, uh, healthier for the animal, that it retains weight, doesn't put as much load on their immune system, even if they're healthy. And uh, then at the, uh, the other time is that uh, they won't then be reinfecting other animals that come in and go in the same environment, same paddock, same pasture as, uh, as the, uh, the, uh, uh, the other horses that you have or other cattle. Okay. So, so I love this. Absolutely. You've done a great job of laying this out. So as a horse owner, my daughter has five horses. Um, mm-hmm. how frequently or let me ask this, how frequent should she be testing a year? Right. How often yeah. and what time of the year? Because you talk about as you head into summer, if we can get some dry, hot summers, seems like we ought to be gearing towards that kind of time frame. Am I reading that right? Uh, so the, the key is, is, uh, is, uh, is doing it uh, uh, twice uh, the AEP, uh, they, uh, uh, the, the AEP really believes uh, that you should be doing this, uh, um, uh, you should be doing this, you should be testing twice a year. That's what their standard gui- uh, guidelines uh, uh, would be. And, um, uh, and that's what most, uh, uh, most veterinarians uh, and uh, um, all the parasite, uh, parasitologists I know, equine parasitologists, uh, pasture animal parasitologists would, would recommend is twice a year. Uh, most do it in the, uh, the uh, springtime because if you treat then, knock them back, and then you go through the summertime, uh, and you get uh, uh, you any hot dry spell for about two weeks. Again, naturally, you really reduce the number of reinfection uh, into your pastures uh, to be able to do that. And then and then you'll check again in November. And most of the time, if you do that, you don't have to retreat in November. They'll go in healthy into the uh, uh, into the winter, and uh, they'll have a nice, uh, good immune system. They should be able to put on weight easily. Uh, uh, and uh, even if they're a little bit less on on uh, uh, food or uh, uh, things like that, they should be very healthy during the uh, the time. So that's usually one you want to do. You want to test and treat in the summer t- uh, in the springtime. Summertime, you'll knock them back naturally with hot, dry days, and then you'll test again in the fall to be able to make sure that you're still healthy going into the winter. And if you need to, you can retest or retreat at that time, and then you wait until the next spring. That's usually the cycle that you want to run. Sure. Okay. And then, and then um, the testing. Um, step us through the the testing. I uh, we have a couple ways that we can test. First off, we can we can take our samples, the fecal samples, to our veterinarian if they have that device on site. If they have the par uh, the parasite system now called the all in one device. And for our listeners, this is probably about a foot square, stands about a foot tall. It's a device sits on the countertop. It's got a little tray. They put put the fecal matter in. They run through the test. It's amazing. I've watched them do it. In five minutes, you know exactly what's going on. So your vet looks at it very quickly, and he's able to say, okay, here's your eggs per gram. And this is what we recommend uh, from a prescription standpoint, the dewormer that you should be using going forward. Um, so they should first check with their vets, see if they have the parasite system 
uh, all-in-one device. If not, they can do it online, right? Um, and they and we've got a discount code, BTC023. You go to ParasiteSystems.com, order up a test kit, and you save 50% um, by, by uh, using that code, BTC023. They will ship you some kits, and the kits are really cool. There's a, a refrigerator pack that you put in the freezer, and it freezes. There's a little, um, almost the size of a hockey puck, a little bit smaller um, container that you go out through the pasture and you pick up the poo from the particular horse that you're testing, fill out the card, tell them exactly what what horse it is, what age, when did you last worm, uh, what's your email address, and you pop that all into a a bag that comes, it's all foil protected. Uh, It's got a return uh, postage paid address uh, label you put on um, and you send it in. And you guys are testing pretty quickly there if they send it in to you, Eric. Yeah, uh, essentially it's the next day. You're going to have something back the next day. Uh, what you'll get the next day is you'll get a uh, an email back. We actually uh, give you a picture. We actually show you the picture with all the eggs actually circled and identified. We'll give you the result, eggs per gram. If you provide when you send it in your uh, the email and name of your veterinarian, we'll send that to them as well. So okay, they'll have okay. a copy of the record okay. uh, for them as well. And then if you had any kind of testing, you know, any kind of treatment issues, uh, you can it'll bring it up at that time. And then that's a great time to have that conversation with your veterinarian uh, about uh, what you should be able to be able to do in your particular situation. Uh, you know, if you're uh, if you're uh, uh, have competitive horses uh, and uh, the the standard is very high, you want everything, all the nutrition that you're putting in that horse to go to uh, uh, building up that horse and to be able to make it strong and competitive, uh, then, you know, there'll probably be a very aggressive, uh, uh, aggressive uh, uh, campaign to be able to go after the parasites. You know, if you're if you're raising stock, if you're doing those, there'll be a standard one to be able to get everybody to be able to put on weight. And then if you have, uh, you know, let's be honest with you, there's a lot of uh, uh, pet uh, horses or uh, pleasure horses that you have out there uh, that you'll be able to do that. You still want to be able to treat, but then, you know, uh, you know, uh, a lot of those horses I know, you know, factually only get tested once and treated once a year, but at least you know they're healthy and that they're that they're going to be in good shape with that. So yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of what happens, but you'll get an actual medical record that you can be able to share with your with your equine uh, uh, doctor or things like that. Um, and, and that's the best way to be able to do it so that you can be able to go down there. By the way, they'll also know, your, your, your doctor, your local doctor will also know if there is any resistance to the four classes of, of antiomedics. So instead of just making the, the, the decision like we did when I was younger, we just went down and bought the cheapest antiomedic that happened to be on sale that that uh, that uh, that uh, week at Tractor, tractor Supply, uh, what we uh, what we would do is then you they'd be able to give you the right name or class and usually the trade name uh, to be able to go down there and then what will happen is you'll actually treat with less of it and it'll be more effective and then you won't have to treat again in the fall. 
And that's that's a very important step, Eric, that I don't want to miss. Um, you're going to get back the results that's going to tell you your eggs per gram. It's going to tell you uh, what kind of eggs, uh, what kind of worms, what kind of parasites your horses have. And for my daughter's Kathleen's horses, uh, we were all over the board. She's got five horses. We had one super low egg count, I think in the 40s, something like that, eggs per gram. We had two in the 200s, so that was even considered, I think, a little bit low. Um and then we had two that were, um, I'm sorry, we had two that were, yeah, that were up in the 900s. Now, low, I'm sorry, young horses, high counts, but we also were told they were strong giles, I believe is the proper way to say the parasite they were carrying. Uh-huh. We took that to the vet. The vet said, this is exactly what you want to use when you treat these horses. So I don't want to yeah. go past that step. Uh, to your point, no sense testing and then worming them with something, deworming them with something that they may still be resistant to. Get with your vet and get the proper prescription at that point. Well, I can't, I can't, uh, uh, what you see said that beautifully. That is definitely the case. I have had people say to me, he said, well, you know what? Uh, I just want the cheapest dewormer. I just, uh, you know, it's the cheapest dewormer. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, the other stuff is more expensive. And I said, the most expensive dewormer you can put in any animal is one that doesn't work yeah. because that doesn't work. If you're going to do that, I tell people, if you don't want to, put the right thing in your animal, don't do anything at all, it's better for the animal to work through it themselves, and you're just throwing away money. I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. Here in in, uh, in Kentucky, I uh, 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 found a, uh, there was a, a cattleman, he's running about, uh, about uh, only about 200 head, uh, he's been doing it for a long time, and uh, he does the normal type of thing. He catches, uh, 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 you know, about once a year, does everything through him. He says, I just deworm everything right at that point, and I I know I have no warming problems whatsoever. I don't know what you're talking about is what he said. Yeah. So I said, I said, okay. I said, you know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you, know, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know your place, but I said, how about we run an experiment and, and I'll bet you a, a bottle of bourbon. That's what we do out here in Kentucky. <laughs> we bet a, a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Uh, what you drink. And he said, okay. And I said, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to pick up 10 specimens. Okay, I'm just going to pick them up out of your pastures, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to run those 10, and we're going to see, we're going to run them uh, uh, 10 to 15 days after you treat. He said, oh my gosh, he said, I just treated last week. So I went a week out, out, out of that, came back, and guess what? Every one of those specimens had tons of parasites in it. There wasn't even one that didn't, okay? And he was shocked, and I said, look. Don't be shocked. It's because you've used the same antihelmetic for, as you said, you know, 15, 10, 15 years, haven't changed a, a darn thing. And you've got a classic, uh, a classic example of resistance. He said, okay, I just need to use a different one. I said, yeah, you do. But I said, why don't we use the right one? And uh, I said, I, we're going to turn this into a, pay, you know, into a, a little bit of a project here and, and see what we can be able to do. Let's go ahead and, and uh, let's get some doctor's advice. Let's let's use this. We did, and sure enough, he's never had a problem since that. 
dropped everything down to very, very low. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, cattle, you just take samples. You don't test individuals. Mm-hmm. But his pastures have, have, have done real well. He got lucky the next year, got lo- uh, hot uh, and dry. Uh, in, in an August out here in Lexington, knocked things back real well for him. And, uh, you know, what he does now is he, he tests, he grabs 10 to 15 samples in the, in the fall and he treats if he needs to and he doesn't treat if he doesn't. But at least now he's not throwing away, away money on an anti-almetic to treat every one of his animals that didn't need it because it wasn't efficacious. It didn't work. Efficacious. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's expensive, to your point. It's expensive to test. Okay. Uh, With the BTC coupon, I think it's $20 a head, I believe, more or less, just making that up. Um, And, you know, my daughter, I'm not talking out of school. She's got horses valued at $10,000 a head. So, you know, what, what's expensive is, to your point, not using the right drugs, not uh, uh, treating them properly, and, and not knocking down that, that parasite load like you're talking to that, that can help these horses, um, you know, live a good, 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 healthy life. And, and with most of our listeners, I mean, they've got horses that they are uh, trucking up and down the road, you know, hundreds and thousands of miles, Eric, and um, uh, putting a lot of stress on them just from that. So treat them up, get it right. 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 And, and see, parasitic load, if you have a heavy parasitic load, I, I talked about colic. Uh, there are several uh, uh, papers out there over the years that have been published, and it's, it's pretty well known that heavy parasitic load doesn't it's not it's in relationship to impactions. It certainly complicates anything else you have. Now, if you have a heavy parasitic load of ascarids in, in the foals, they'll impact and it will kill the foal. So that's a, that's a big deal. And they, go, they treat very, very aggressively for, with, with foals uh, uh, to be able to make sure that ascarids uh, uh, don't uh, grow and impact that gut. But, uh, you know, especially to your point, uh, we've all trailered horses, not a lot of movement there, change in scenery, stress, all that kind of stuff. And then if they're carrying a high parasitic load, it's the combination of things that gets you in a bad situation and, and then can be able to leave the colic. And we all know colic surgeries aren't cheap. Even just working through a colic is not a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just a little bit of due diligence there, a little bit of knowing what to be able to do and, and how to be able to, uh, to do it effectively and, and, and make it part of your normal health routine for your animals, part of your shots, part of uh, uh, checking the teeth, doing all the other things that, that we do to, to, to make things, to make, make, things uh, make sure that they're small problems before they get to big problems. That can be one of them. And, and it's, uh, it's really an easy process to be able to do. All right. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, thank, thank you for taking the time to talk poo with us today, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, people say I'm full of uh, that's crap, <laughs> but uh, uh, you get what you pay for. And remember, it's uh, the parasitesystem.com, or you can go to, if you want a kit, you can order it on poop, 
the number two proof p r o o f dot com and put in that uh, that uh, uh, the code and you'll get uh, uh, that off and we'll be able to make sure that we can be able to help you out. And of course, you can reach me by email. Uh, it's E, my last name's Hauk, H E U C K, at parasitesystems.com. And we pay, we, uh, we uh, spell parasite P A R A S I G H T systems, S Y S T E M S dot com. We'd love to be able to talk to you, and we'll certainly get a, a hold of you, and we can certainly get uh, uh, people of knowledge uh, in parasitology if you have some special cases. Absolutely. And to our listeners, we hope that you enjoyed and found our conversation with Eric of Parasite Systems useful. If you do, please share it with your friends. To make your listening easier, you can find us on all the major podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And I'd like to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. They help put BTC on the road and make the wheels go round and round for us. And as we said, Parasite System is a push button. Parasitic diagnosis diagnostic system for your pasture animals, your horses, your cattle, your goats, your sheep, your chickens, and now for your companion animals, your dogs and your cats. And as Eric said, you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com to order those kits. And this is new for me. I didn't know this one existed. I love this. Poop2Proof.com. Again, that's poop. P-O-O-P to proof.com and use that coupon code BTC023, the Parasite System Setup Force, for 50% off your test kit. And this is Beyond the Shoots with Eric Howe. <laughs> thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll get back on the, the track together and we'll, we'll run the, the 500 horses or more around the track together. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Till next time, this is Doug Simcox. Thank you for listening. <laughs>